Welcome everybody to the Super Lanius Brothers Super Show. Happy Cheese Day, brother. It's Cheese Day? National Cheese Day. Oh. As you've no doubt are well aware. I needed something to pick me up after Muhammad Ali died. Yeah, well, he was always a big fan of cheese. Some say it was kind of destined to happen this way. We missed Donut Day, which I'm sure he was a bigger day a uh, fan of. But Probably. Most most Nation of Islams are. Yeah, but no, today's National Cheese Day. It's also, according to this, National Old Maids Day, which I assume means the card game, not as opposed to just elderly maids. Um, isn't that a term for like an old spinster? Yeah. Well, why would you want to celebrate that? I assume it's the card game. It has to be, right? Uh, who cares? It's, also, it's obviously made up holiday. It's also right? National Safe Day. I, how dare you? <laughs> National Prairie Day. You're going you're gonna to shit all over National Prairie Day? <laughs> Not in my house. Who do you think you I, are? I really, I don't understand who makes these. Like, if something's declared a federal holiday, like, the president has to announce that. And even, like, in a city, if it's, like, it's going to be Christopher Larios Day. Like, I'm pretty sure either the mayor or the governor has to make that sort of jurisdiction. These days, it's not even like Hallmark makes these. Just no. someone I feel like's like, oh, With the no. internet. Yeah. yeah, some dude made cheese. One dude made one cheese on January or June 4th. So, boom, National Cheese Day. I'm sure it's just the cheese companies or the dairy companies getting together. Like, hey, let's just make up some bullshit holiday. Just like the candy companies did for Valentine's Day. They have so many, though. Like, that, like National Cheese Day, I was kind of joking about. But National Donut Day, I saw a bunch of people posting about that. I know Dad made that whole give Dad a donut day thing, but yeah. I saw like a bunch of like uh, companies and stuff tweeting online yesterday. A bunch of assholes—that's who they are. <laughs> Those are the only people buying into that nonsense. It's absurd, though. I, I feel like I have to be able to get in on this somewhere. Like there has to be a way for me to turn a profit off of this. Like I'm just like National uh, Pocky Day, <laughs> Super Hot uh, Nerd Day, or Gross Reese's Peanut <laughs> National <laughs> Podcast Day. Like I go into work and I like look expecting my boss like not gonna give me anything for National Podcast Day. The cake on my desk is it still in the fridge? Yeah, uh, I'm gonna assume it's on the way. Maybe because it's an ice cream cake. Wink, wink. I bought you lunch on National Whore Day. <laughs> Is that what that was for? <laughs> yeah, that's what it's for. You got me. <laughs> Smoking a cigar in the office. <laughs> that was pretty good. High-fiving yourself. Yeah, my cut bang. Yeah, no, Muhammad Ali died. It's, it's rough, sad. It's a rough year. It. I mean, I guess we're almost halfway into the year now, but it does feel like there's been more significant big names. Neither of us picked Muhammad year. Ali, right? I feel like you might have. Maybe I might have to re-listen. God, I don't know what episode that's on, though. Yeah, I don't know. Somewhere in January? Yeah, it would have, <laughs> to, be some, it had to be one of the ones at the start of the year. So, it had to be one of the I ones. I mean, Bowie and Prince, there's no way. I, like, at that point, you should definitely sign me up for the X-Men. Yeah, well, I think we... <laughs> if I was like, Bowie, Prince, and what the hell, Muhammad Ali. Like, that was my wild <laughs> Yeah, that, that, or that was your safe pick. Yeah. Just like, yeah. But, it, it's been... It's been pretty rough. Um, what a big name. I, I mean, mean, he's a huge... To he, be fair, he's had Parkinson's for the longest. Like, I remember oh, him... since his 40s. Yeah, I remember seeing him... I forget what Olympics it must have been. Maybe, maybe England? Or maybe Beijing? No, it was Atlanta, 96. Was it, was it Atlanta? Yeah, where he lit the where torch. Where he lit the torch, and it was just, like, he him really shaking took his time, time getting up there. Yeah, yeah it was... Uh, yeah, that was that 20 was, years ago. Yeah, that was enough to be like, all right, this is this is a guy who's, you know, health is... That poor man lived another 20 years. 
I mean, I have to assume there's some good times in there. I right? hope. I hope. It wasn't just, you can't think it's just take him, like Professor X bound to a wheelchair, just sitting around being like, I used to be the greatest. Look at all these pictures of, trouble, of me knocking white guys out. I have a hot daughter who d- yeah. descended into, like, what? She, she was just like, she some... was the women's middleweight champion of the NW Boxing League. Who gives I don't mean, I, I was just referring to the fact that, wouldn't she, like, one of those. Like pseudo celebrities, yeah, who and just then hit up, the like, American Gladiators too, right? I think Celebrity I think she, Apprentice she was on too. Like yeah. she's just one of those people who's she was like, cute. Yeah, well, yeah, not, not my type, but you know, sure, I'll go with that. No, I, I just meant because there's like a whole like collection of quote unquote celebrities who just like do the rounds on those celebrity yeah. reality shows. But she, like that was um, at least she's like you know I'm a gold medalist. I mean I've done something. That was, uh, what's this? I don't think uh, they give women boxers gold medals. Sorry, <laughs> gold medals, actually. Okay, I don't yeah. think that's an Olympic sport. Uh, didn't Dan, who played, uh, Uncle Joey on? Jones Damos? No, uh, Dan. Oh, uh, Dave Couillet. Dave Couillet. I think that was him, too, for a while. It was just like, Dave Couillet's around here. I'd be like, I mean, I remember Full House. I don't remember you in anything else but Full House. And that's that been big over a for, deal. like, 15 years. Yeah, uh, you know what? Ironically, like, uh, this week they also just took headgear uh, out of the uh, of Olympic boxing. Oh, so it's it's full contact to the head now. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty significant. There's been some dubious studies that suggest it's it's kind of the same thing with with football. People get this inflated like sense of ego and maybe start taking too many chances when they're wearing headgear. I've sparred in headgear. I don't think it helps much at all. Yeah, I mean, I imagine if you're still taking guys who probably have like a force per impact of enough to like, you know, punch through like probably like solid wood at most points. So you're taking several of those to heads over and over again. I don't think like foam's just going to be able to get through it. I'm sure it's no. stronger than foam, but it's still like, you're still going to get it. It's not good. And it's hot. It causes you to dehydrate a lot quicker. Yeah. So, I mean. But it is ironic. Cause I can see it, but. I love the Hulk Hogan book. Like, I don't know. I don't think Muhammad Ali got it from boxing. I saw a couple of his fights. He didn't seem to take too many headshots. Like, he fought Muhammad Ali for 1947. Retired, I think, two years after I was born, three or four years, like 85, 86. He was beyond washed up at that point. And, like, Hulk Hogan assumed because he watched a couple fights while he was taking a dump at the Ritz. <laughs> yeah. He got, like, news from other people. Like, yeah. Coco Beware came by. He's like, Muhammad Ali's a bum. Like, thanks, Coco. Yeah, finally. That's my opinion. Now, I'll get though. you in the Hall of Fame one day, wink, <laughs> wink. Probably a lot earlier than you should be. It was very, very early for that. Do you think, uh, now that he's passed, I should definitely look back on more shame for that one time we played a boxing game I chose Muhammad Ali and got disqualified for headbutting like into round one for so much like headbutting when I was nowhere near you too like I a, just I didn't like know a the... ref would have stopped the fight then like what is this <laughs> I didn't know where the like what the buttons did and why would they make a button to cheat and it but it hurt me the first one and you're like huh yeah, like it's I was like, like backyard I it boxing. Out. Yeah, <laughs> it's like this is like the NFL blitz of boxing games where you yeah. just keep beating on them even after the bell's done. After the bell, like after, yeah. after the bell's done, you just keep punching you in your corner. Like ouch, ouch, ouch. Yeah, it's a, uh, been a rough time for. A couple I mean, he's the closest thing to like Babe Ruth. Like, there's no one in boxing yeah. that's ever going to achieve that level of celebrity. And probably not even anymore, too. Like it's it, it's we're not in the foreseeable future. Yeah, like yeah, I, I should, I should it could be cyclical, it. but but yeah. yeah, I mean, like when you consider what he kind of did, like his sports nowadays, it's almost always like 
the P, the next generation that comes in is bigger, faster, stronger than the last one, but still nobody's come close to what he's done. No. What's what was that Rinda, Ronda Rousey? Like as big as she was for whatever six yeah. months, he had that for ten years, ten times. And even the Ronda Rousey thing. Back when boxing was still, like, the second biggest sport in the country after baseball. Like, I'm not taking anything away from Ronda Rousey, but Ronda Rousey was also in a sport that was, like, just being created. Which is an offset of another sport. Women's MMA that, like, at that point just didn't have the, like, pool of people going into it to create that fierce of a field of competition. And once people started getting in, you know, then she stopped even being that. So, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I guess... If you were to compare it, I guess the only other person I can think of is like maybe Tom Brady on in football is on that level of like someone who's just absurdly good and has to be considered the greatest of his time. Celebrity um, also uh, deals with authority. In his case, the NFL accusing him of cheating. Muhammad Ali it was a religious thing. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, I mean like a Supreme Court case. The guy had a lot of just fucking huge news around him. He lost like two of his prime years by fighting that. Yeah, because he couldn't box. Did he get imprisoned for a little bit too? Uh, I don't think he actually served time in prison. Okay, I think they were able to keep him out while he was, but he couldn't fight. Nobody would let him box. Yeah, no, do that. Yeah, that's a crazy loss. It's uh, not the only loss I feel we need to talk about though. So, I think maybe a brief moment of silence should be necessary. For the brave, the great, the Hodol. Have we not talked since then? Yeah, uh, yeah. we haven't had a Hodor. We haven't talked about old Hodol. Uh, you know what? I was never a big Hodor fan. I did, definitely didn't want to see him go out like that. That's, <laughs> I, yeah, I, uh, Hodor became like kind of an internet sensation just from the fact he only says one word, so people were able to like find that amusing. And he's fucking um, huge. Yeah, and he's huge. And, and I think he's like the only openly gay character actor on the show, too. He's like... Bashful at some points, like oh, 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 yeah. oh. oh Has I a love giant that. dick at points. <laughs> I think that was one of his last scenes. Where like, we'll go get eggs and sausage. Like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, that's a brutal, brutal death. Bad way to go. It's and right up there at the top of my list of Game of Thrones like least ways I'd want to die. Like, it might even be above the guy that gets harpooned over the wall. Yeah, that, that <laughs> was, so that's pretty awful. <laughs> But that's at least no one we knew either. Like, that's just some dude on the wall. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, if I'm a major character and I get this, like, long and gratuitous of a death... Because that's the thing, like, every, you know, everyone's going to be like, well, the Red Wedding, that was the worst. I'd be like, I'd almost rather have gotten Red Wedding than Hodor, because at yeah. least that's... Uh, next cut, I'm done. Hodor's like, I'm going to stand here at this wall, a choice I didn't get to make, by the way, mm-hmm. and just get clawed to death by zombies for what's probably going to be, like, 20 minutes. Like, it's, oh, it's brutal. It's horribly tragic when you start to think about it, too. Like, oh, the flashback. Like, is... Bran unknowingly has essentially created Hodor and made him the simpleton. Tarted me was. for nothing. Yeah. When you just took control of complete, me and forced me to do it anyway. Complete accident. Yeah, just forced me into this. And there was no reason to drill this into my head. <laughs> connected it so my entire life I've been terrified of the inevitable painful death I'm going to have. And I don't know when it's going to be. And shies away from any confrontation yeah. whatsoever. Scared of lightning, probably only because he thinks it's the sound of the whites coming after him. Like, oh, it's horrible. Yeah, it's rough. And again, didn't even get to make the choice of the final sacrifice. Bran just puts him there. And then he's like, well, I mean, I'm out of here, so you can have this back. He's like, oh, sweet, I'll just 
I guess I'll just hang out here and be considered a hero. Like, God. what else am I gonna? I can't run from this. That thing's definitely gonna raise him, right? The Knights King. Why, it should. Why wouldn't you add that to it your numbers? Sh- yeah, it definitely should. Because as far as we can tell, we, they don't actually eat each other. They're not like zombies necessarily. No. I, I mean, have... I think they will bite his weapons, but I don't think they're, they're actually like cannibals. I, I don't think to... they need anything. Yeah, I don't think they do. I, I have to like look back, because I haven't read the books in a while now. I should go through and reread, and like the show's been kind of divorced from the White Walkers for a bit, so I have to... I had to stop to remember how the White Walkers exactly work, because I thought it was, if you died, like, basically up there, they could bring you back, but now I have to remember what's the difference between that and a white, a right, oh, or whatever. Yeah. Like, those who, like, the basically, like, skeletal motherfuckers. Like, mm-hmm. I guess if you don't have a body, maybe you don't, but, like, I forget what exactly qualifies you being raised as a White Walker. You definitely to want to leave walker. some white meat on Hodor. Yeah, I would definitely get him before he becomes a skeleton, because that's what, like, six foot eight of... I mean, you you may not be able to get the mountain anymore. If yeah. you can't, Hodor's maybe your second best. I mean, they tried to get Juan Juan. That was great. Like, even the one that's still like... Yeah. Like, hitting his shoulders. Like, it's like, like, what? I, this was gonna be a group thing. What happened? <laughs> I, uh... I, uh... What would you say? Because after the, the episode happened... I saw people talking about it, and they mentioned that uh, Jack Bender is the guy who directed the episode. And it's a lost guy, isn't he? Yeah, he was a big lost guy. Yeah. He was uh, one of his biggest episodes. He directed was through the Looking Glass Part Two, which was the episode with him, with Charlie. Oh, the third and the, season and the finale. Glass, yeah, not Penny's boat on his hand. And I was like, Jesus, that dude's responsible for what has to be two of the saddest deaths in television history. And I had to stop. I was like, What would what oh, would you Hodor's consider? way sadder. Then not Penny's... But I mean, they're sad for very different reasons. Charlie didn't become retarded in the past. <laughs> yeah, but it's still that, like... Uh, it's so hard to look back at that and not be like, what a heartbreaking... Like, knowing he's going to... Like, knowing that if he dies, he can save the two people he cares about most on the island. It's not bad. And ba- having to come to accept it. And... But they don't show him, like, really struggling. He almost kind no, of accepts that. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's not a, it's not a violent death. In the way Hodor's, Hodor's his is, is like his is peaceful, but it's just tragic for him to get. Down I remember when, there. It fi- when you finally said like, "Is Hodor not getting out of this?" Is like, <laughs> yeah, like it was a moment where I was like, "Hold the door," and I'm like, "All right." I'll, I guess. Well, as soon as they put him there, I was like, "What else does he get?" Like, yeah, hold the like, door well, until they get tired and stop banging just on it. Door stop it real quick. I'm sure they'll give up. <laughs> yeah, we'll just we'll close this latch that thankfully was over here. Like you hear one like, "Oh, seems to be something in front of me." All right, go back the other way. Right, everybody, turn around, turn around. <laughs> Yeah, no, I... Like, they're Muppets. But what would you consider the saddest TV deaths? Huh. That's an excellent question. Um, or what Oz was a great show for sad, pointless deaths. I guess we should also preface any show we bring up, we should just say very quickly, spoilers. spoilers. If you haven't heard it, we're going to be talking about character deaths. Uh, I won't spoil it for you, but there was a character from Sopranos. He was, like, one of the few redeemable guys. Like, just, it was, like, I mean, he could fuck your day up when he had to, but legitimately was, like, a nice guy. Never cheated on his wife and was friendly to people. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, something where, like, the Sopranos are getting attacked and everyone's like, oh, shit, call everyone and tell him to fucking, like, get, like, hide immediately. And you see this guy getting called, and of course he's running into a store, and you just see his phone sitting in the car ringing. Oh. 
and immediately like two guys walk in behind him. That sucks. Yeah, you know, it's up there with Frank Sabatka. Sabatka's tough. I was just gonna say wire. I, I'm not gonna say spores for the wire. If you yeah. if you've already listened to this, and you haven't like gotten to the wire episodes. I don't whatever. But Bodie's a tough one too. Bodie's tough. Just because knowing he was so close to getting out of the game too, and then the, like. Even in that moment, he maybe could have gotten out too, but he's like, "Pride won't let me fuck step it. away." This but is, but I, I like him standing up to yeah. it, and it's like, "Fuck that!" Yeah, exactly. That line is great. Fuck that! You ain't gonna just put me in some house. Yeah, <laughs> uh, this is my corner. I'm, I'm staying here to the end. You're killing me here. Yeah, like that's a great. It's still tragic. That's like that's yeah. still, it's still just so depressing and sad for such a like. Especially considering that actor played like a complete shitbag on Oz and died in like such a nothing scene that you're like, good. <laughs> For him to go into this and suddenly be like, oh, you're breaking my heart. Bodie. Preston. Bodie. Uh, Was that name Preston Brodus? Preston. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. It's called him Bodie. Um, trying to think of... I mean, Locks and Lost. That's a pretty tough one. Well, yeah, especially when you realize it. Like, oh, that's yeah. not Locke. <laughs> yeah, when the when you realize the smoke monster's not Locke in the oh. last season... Oh, well, but meant, yeah, the suicide thing. Yeah, I meant the suicide thing. It's just so brutal. Suicide thing's sad, but then, like I said, but then you're like, oh, well, he's back on the island and he's yeah. kicking ass. And then you're like, oh, that's not like <laughs> That's, that's, <laughs> that's something else. Um, there's a couple in Boardwalk Empire that are pretty sad. So, spoilers for Boardwalk Empire, but uh, Jimmy's isn't heartbreaking the same way, but it was it was shocking. I guess that wouldn't be sad, though. It's sort of just like... The whole season's heartbreaking for Jimmy. Yeah, it's sort of... At, at that point, I think you're just so aware it's going you to just, happen. You just let him die. Like, yeah. this guy's got nothing. I yeah. mean, that son, but he's so broken. Yeah, he's just... He's destroyed at this point. Uh, Richard's pretty tough, though. Richard's Knowing, tough. Knowing, again, full well, this dude just had found a family... And this was his last, like, it's it's like that, you know, fucking old thing, like, one day away from murder. retirement, but it's like, this dude was literally gonna do one last thing as a favor to somebody. He fucked it up, killed an innocent girl. Yeah. Oh, it's so, that's so tragic. That whole season, that whole series is, yeah, definitely, like, nothing but heartbreaking deaths. Um, who's the other guy? Uh, Eddie... Eddie's Another rough. one where you're just like, oh. and it's so quick. You don't even it's one episode. It's like yeah, it's like one thing. It's not even like the mid season finale or whatever. It's just like episode five. All right, Eddie kills himself at the end. Like, yeah. oh, 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 oh. After such a powerhouse of him trying to come back from getting shot, even Archie, like his like Nucky's Cuban like bodyguard, he just has for the last oh, yeah. season. He gets shot in such a nothing scene. You're like, oh, that guy was kind of cool. I was warming up to him. <laughs> It's the tough ones out there. I feel like there's more. I'm just forgetting them. I mean, Solomon Grundy. There's a Rome's got a few of them that are great, uh, very powerful scenes. Yeah, I think we did a pretty good job listing them. I, I the thing that broke me is uh, Monday. It was the Monday after the Hodor episode. I saw on Twitter someone had taken the shot of. Charlie putting the hand to the door and said, "Not put his boots and hold the door on." I was like, "Oh, this uh, is breaking me." <laughs> That's good. I thought you were going to say, like, when the people immediately start putting up, like, the Hodor door stoppers. Oh, yeah, that was pretty good, though. I do feel yeah. like, fuck that. The and someone put too soon, like, oh, fuck off. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> suck a dick. It's a t- goddamn television Find that show. person and kill them. That's defined <laughs> by killing people. Deport like that person to Canada immediately. Yeah, fuck this. Um, it's tough knowing, though, because I still plan to read all the books. And George R. R. Martin's confirmed, like, that is the origin of the Hodor name. Like, the hold the door thing is right. So it's like, 
that scene, maybe not exactly, but is still in essentially the most specific ways or important ways going to have to happen in the book. So I'm going to have to read that yeah. too. It was like, I knew about the Red Wedding going into the books. So it was that constant dread of every chapter as they get closer to the twins. Like, oh, here it comes. Here yeah. it comes. It's giving that same thing in the book where I'm like, oh, when the White Walkers show up and Hodor dies, I'm like, God, no, hold the dog, hold the dog. It's going to be brutal. So, uh, figure maybe we'll, we'll transfer over to something Terry would at least have a moderate interest in, which Venus. is, yeah, what we were talking about, Cox, our favorite ones. What are your favorite ones, Mike? You can tell me. Oh, God. They're all so girthy and lovely. Yeah. <laughs> How well, do I, I, I only have to Here's the one. problem with Cox. They're all delicious. <laughs> How did I get this one? Uh, no, I was going to say uh, X-Men. It's superhero movie, but it's the only... Oh, this was the movie. Terry subject? Well, no, thought? to be fair, Terry, do a franchise, superhero yeah. movie franchise Terry cares She about. did like the series. She the loves them. She, yeah. I, t- I messaged Terry on like uh, Friday, uh, and I was like, hey, you want to go see a movie this weekend? She's like, well, I'm leaving, but can you leave work now to go see X-Men with me? I was like... No, are you asking me to just call off sick halfway through my day? That's awesome. Uh, so she does like the X Men movie, so she'll she'll appreciate the conversation. But she, she hasn't seen the new one. She may have seen it yesterday. I don't know. <laughs> she, she left. She's on a business trip. I don't oh, okay. When she gets back. But no, we've both seen it now. Yeah, uh, you saw it before I did. I was too sick to see it when you were going off to see it, but I've since seen it. So we've now both seen X Men Apocalypse, and we'll we'll give a I guess a, a review of it. Um, Spoilers, in case you haven't seen it. Oh yet, yeah, definitely. Just be, just be wary. You, you poor Havoc fans. Yeah, I think I feel like everyone had to have seen that coming, though, right? Maybe not the way it happened, but I thought in the trailer it just kind of showed this. I mean, you can't be like, "Oh, Apocalypse killed him." Like, not really. His you own know, hubrisness he, killed him. He kind of dies from a collective being like a instance retard. of stupidity. Like, <laughs> it's not. Even, I don't even know if I'd call him an idiot. Just like sheer dumb luck that yeah. like. His shot missed Apocalypse and just happened to like land right in the gas tank of the yeah. X-Jet. Apocalypse had to have been like, oh, that's pretty sweet. Glad that worked out. <laughs> Woo, that worked perfectly. Uh, you liked the movie. Or you you were, you gave it like a, I enjoyed it. I'd go seven. Me, seven. To seven yeah, seven, solid seven. It's got some problems, but I, I did like it and I would recommend it. It's definitely, it suffers from having to follow Days of Future Past, which I thought was an amazing X-Men movie. Mm-hmm. And this is not amazing, but no, it's, it's, I think it's very good. I think I'm in that same stratosphere. I didn't really. Yeah, I did not hate it. Uh, I, there's parts of it I like. I think my biggest issue is they try to do too much in one movie. Yeah, definitely. There's there's too many characters, way too many storylines, like principal storylines and arcs being developed in the course of one movie. When I think what would have really helped is if they focused a lot more on just the new kids. Like, it would have been nice if we could have had, like, one more movie in between this and Days of Future Past yeah. to close off, like, the Magneto, Xavier storyline and Raven storylines and mm-hmm. then have this movie just be, all right, let's give you more about Gene and Scott and Nightcrawler and shit like that. Because by the end of it, I mean, I know what these characters are about. Like, I get the Jean Grey stuff and things like that. But she's not really in the movie enough for you to really understand why no. she's supposed to be afraid of her powers or you just go in her room once and it's like oh the walls are 
molting. And again, kind of heartbreaking to know that the X-Men haven't been active for ten years again. Yeah, yeah. Again. Yeah. Well, I mean, it only makes sense where you I mean, like, at least the school's up and running. Yeah, that would have been too running. much. Oh, if nothing had been going on, I'd have been heartbroken. Which is what you saw during Days of Future Past. Like, oh, you've just been sitting around here boozing? Yeah. Banshee's been dead and you've done nothing in his honor? Oh, that seems so great. Where were you, Charles? Um, but I, I, I took a couple notes while we were going through the movie. I'm going to do this just before I forget. Okay. Hated, hated Apocalypse calling Xavier Charles. Like, why? He would never do that. He would never do that. Why is that? It was, it's always Xavier. There's no familiarity. There's no intimacy between us. Like, there's no, it's not like I respect you and what you're doing. I don't give a shit about you or what you're doing. Really, Apocalypse should almost be like, I don't even remember your name. Hey, Professor Paul. X or something. Yeah, hey, wheelchair. What's up? Hey, wheels. wheels. Yeah. <laughs> like the Burger King Cakes Club. Yeah. Um, so the movie has what is a pretty awesome scene at the start. It starts off in, like, BC. Essentially, I loved it. As Apocalypse is going through his last transformation. And you get to see his four horsemen at the time, who were significantly cooler oh, than yeah. half the guys he gets now. It's Holy like a, shit. It's like, oh, yeah, my new team, uh, this guy can fly, she makes psychic weapons. Your old team, some dude just seemed to have the power to, like, obliterate people into dust yeah. with, like, a wave of his hand. I mean, yeah, you had some loser who was like, I'm strong, rrr, but rrr. then it was like... I Every can, team needs that, fine. Yeah, I, that's fine. Happen. We need some brute strength. This dude literally, like, waved his hand and two people just incinerated yeah. into ashes. Like, it's like, good lord, what... You couldn't find... You didn't search more for those people in today's world? Because it seems like you're yeah. really settled on Angel. That one chick, her scene is ridiculous. Where she, like, as they're falling oh, yeah. through and she's still she's protecting... protecting it. That's an awesome scene. Just lands on rushed the rock, by a rock at the end. Like, yeah. clearly paralyzed, barely alive, yeah. and still just puts the shield on him enough to keep him alive. I did have to wonder about why no one seemed to wonder about the structural integrity. Like, hey, this one ramp, like if something big went down, it, it would just destroy this entire Do you guys know it's like a couple of two-by-fours holding this whole thing up? Like, yeah, this one ramp goes by everything that keeps this thing stable. Maybe we should close that just in case? Like, nah, yeah. I'm sure it'll be fine. But no, that first scene was tits, and the, the horsemen were just absurd. I was yeah. like, these guys, I want a movie about them. Yeah, um, in retrospect, you're like, wouldn't Apocalypse have taken a lot longer picking his horsemen? Yeah, it is. I know they did it in the movie because and it was it's also it's an homage to the comics. But I was like, I definitely feel like there had to be someone better than Angel out there. Mm-hmm. I get it. You give him cool wings, but still, like, there's just there's got to be someone better. Like, even when they make a big deal of him in the cage fighting, I was like, how? Yeah. I, he can fly. It's not like he can do anything crazy. Like, if you're putting him in... How did he beat Blob? That's what I don't get. <laughs> how is Blob unconscious on the floor? Blob is, like, he's immune... He's, like, resistant to being hurt. Like, how does this even work? <laughs> As sheer exhaustion? Was this, like, a yeah. two-week fight and he just fell asleep? Finally, he's just like... <laughs> I assume he farts every time he falls down. Yeah, and the scene where you see him and he's drinking, they're playing uh, Metallica Four Horsemen. Yeah, that's, that's a cool... I honestly kind Which is a great scene, but he's the least metal of the four... <laughs> he's I, the lamest of the horsemen. I kind of liked uh, Angel in those scenes, because at least they were trying to do yeah. something with him. Um, they just sort of forget to do anything more about him. I almost thought... like when Second they... time they've wasted Angel. 
Wouldn't have been better, yeah, because he does. He's the only real casualty. I mean, Havoc, but I, despite I, being a founding I, member, I forgot Havoc was even a part of. Like they yeah. made such a big deal of like, how oh, man, you've grown so much. It's like I forgot you were even part of yeah, this. Because like, he's supposed to be forty now or whatever. Yeah, he's supposed to be like ancient. So like, <laughs> yeah, like he looks like he's twenty-two. Still. Oh, I'm forty, and here's my fifteen-year-old brother. Uh, I almost kind of had wished they had just done kind of what. Magneto did in the first X-Men movie where he just has people and they have powers and you don't need like explanations yeah. and backstories to who they were. I was like, most of the Maybe powers, Storm if you want, if you really need Storm to Storm could have been very, I feel like there was still a lot of time spent on Storm, yeah. but I was like, all right, I guess if she's going to be an X-Men going forward, but it definitely felt like, all right, there's a lot of time building up to Angel, a little, not as much time, but still time being built up to Psylocke. We don't need this at all. They could just show us that they have powers. Especially if I knew how lame they ended up turning out to be for yeah. the most part. Yeah. I was I was actually really hoping, because it looked like that was what we were going to get, like cool one-on-one fights between them. But all those... And it's actually a kind of a cool scene where Nightcrawler shows up and teleports everyone out yeah. right before they get killed. I was like, mm-hmm. that's a cool scene. But was, it's still like, mm, Angel dies in a plane crash. Psylocke just fucks off. It does this really weird look at the end, like, ooh, yeah, I'm, like, I'm going to be the main bad yeah, guy like, next ooh, movie. you've created your own antagonist <laughs> going forward. I was like, well, whatever. Okay. I was like, you're kind of just a cunt. That's the only personality you could have Suck Caliban's dick to get your old job back? I don't... Yeah. Who I... I have to assume you guys killed him after that scene, too. It definitely seemed like you... They were. didn't show it, so I'm not sure. And why, like, the Morlocks are so expendable. <laughs> I mean, it's literally their purpose in the comics. Uh... I liked what we got out of... I wanted to like a lot of what we got out of Magneto. Because mm-hmm. I, I, one of my favorite parts of the movie is like seeing him in Poland like being a fat, like a father and a family. Yeah. Like seeing him actually take the right path. Like, oh, say, watch him saying goodbye to a co-worker. So like, yeah. Let's go. Yeah, like it's him completely gotten over all that, making the right decision. Like even in that moment where he's being threatened, he's like, don't, I'll talk to them, I'll turn myself in. Just let my daughter go. I don't Considering want... Considering how hard he's been working in an iron mill. Yeah. Like, just busting not, his ass. And not using his powers, yeah. presumably, at all during this. Probably giving himself, his, like, herniations and shit over the years. Apparently told his wife immediately when yeah. they start, like, the first day they met who he was, what he could do, and she accepted that. They have a daughter together. Like, it's yeah. him. And talk to birds. Yeah. Not a great power, but it was, it was enough to at least... I guess caused that one dude who had an arrow already primed. Like I felt like it could have laxed up a little yeah. bit on that. Like, Whoops! I, I, it, Why it, you wouldn't immediately kill him then, the Magneto guy? Like, all right, well, we're definitely not bringing this thing to life. Yeah. Well, I think what was really kind of um, nice is they didn't need to use bullshit to give a reason for Magneto to go. Like, I, I completely understand like the drama of the situation created an unfortunate tragedy mm. that then prompted Magneto with it. I thought that was an awesome scene too. It like uses the necklace just pierce. Oh, that seems ridiculous. Neck. But it definitely should have ended after like he gets the necklace back because like the shot of him looking into the sky and be like, "Is this what you yeah. want me to be, God?" I was like, "Kind of silly." I was like, "Oof, we don't need to." Why would he do this? Like, yeah. why would he shout it out loud? Like, this really seems like an internal kind of conversation. Yeah, it's odd. I agree. Like, some odd parts in that. Um, I also thought it was weird that they... The movie's almost worth it just for that scene of him with the necklace. Yeah, yeah, that's sweet. 
again, it should have been like a final movie of the trilogy to close that. Like, this oh, is that would have been yeah, like, the, 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 the final... end of the last movie. Like, if there had been one movie between Days of Future Past and this, like and that's it, how the la- that one would end. Yeah, That'd be or, great. or that's or if you're just like how that that's what that movie's about is the final thing of like I like the final part of the Magneto Xavier arc essentially is within that movie because it's put into this one. Here's what I propose. There was a they should have done a movie between Days of Future Past and X Men Apocalypse, and the last two scenes in those movies, whatever, a different villain is the main villain in that. The last two scenes in that movie would be that Magneto oh, scene, and then also the uh, the Apocalypse scene where he first meets Storm and a bunch of like those guys get around him like they're gonna beat him up, mm-hmm. and he just sucks like the dirt off the wall and He's... that decapitates them. Man. Those would have been like two killer scenes. Like holy shit, Apocalypse is. Not fucking around. Yeah, it'd be nice to get... And then have this movie have a lot more time to focus on mm. the kids. Because um, that's just the first 40 minutes of the movie. Yeah, there's so it's much... Five to minutes get. here, five minutes there, five minutes like, here. It's it's an arc for... A closing arc for Magneto, for Raven, for Professor X, and technically Moira, and then a new movie to introduce us to Nightcrawler, Cyclops, Jean, Jean Grey... And Dark Phoenix, Storm, sort of, as yeah, well. Yeah, putting Phoenix in there, Storms in there. Dark um, Phoenix had no need to be in that. I guess I mean, they I needed it. him. I guess they used him to kill. Yeah, you needed Apocalypse. something to beat Apocalypse. Although I was almost kind of into the idea of like that moment where Magneto betrays him, and he's like trying to hold up this. Magneto's attacking him. Cyclops attacks him from another angle, and I thought that's when Storm would come in, and they just through the combined effort of all these people managed to break through his shield and kind of put him down that yeah. way and then because it's always that it's like kind of like that Ultron thing you can really kill this guy yeah I always just assume that even if he doesn't transfer his body into a consciousness he just comes back I mean back. he's definitely got at least Wolverine's healing ability because right? yeah. that was what he got from like the, the first transition yeah so I don't know how far maybe he can rebuild himself from fucking specs for all we know I mean, you could even just say he has the power to... Like, he's never... He's who never, knows how many yeah. powers he has? He's never died before. Who knows what happens when he yeah. dies? His consciousness... And I think that's how it is in the comics, or some mm. variation. He just comes back if he does die as yeah. someone else. Um, it's odd. No, in a thousand years, no one thought, like, hey, maybe we should sign some sunshine on this yeah. thing. <laughs> uh, I thought it was... Nobody kind of, left the door open? <laughs> ever? Yeah, no one thought to check this out. Um, kind of weird, too, that... Uh, we get that moment where Quicksilver gets to Magneto and still doesn't tell him. Yeah, I don't kid. know and why. Like, and he's like, I'll tell him eventually. And I feel I like, like Magneto probably knows. Well, because he has that look. He has a weird. Well, it's a weird scene too, where he turns like you know. Well, maybe like, that's you that have whole... a family. You have me. You have Charles. And he's yeah. Like, and what about you? He's like, uh, I'm here to, for my family too. What? Like, yeah, like the perfect time like, to. I was like, yeah. Like, if you're trying to appeal to his humanity. Yeah, and even then, he could still be like, no, I deny it, and you're like, fine whatever runs away and then that moment when Quicksilver looks like he's about to get killed like that's the moment Magneto's like no I can't lose another member of my yeah. family like that would be a great it was just weird to be like we're gonna build up to it but man nah, fuck I feel like he probably knows I feel like he should have made a bigger deal about that then especially if but I, I think he doesn't want it I think his whole motivation right now to be Quicksilver's angry. always been pretty prickly with his dad so yeah, but that's even, sort of in line with the comics but even if you for a guy who's like the whole reason I'm angry is because my only family is dead now and my parents have been dead forever and he's like oh I have a son out in the world if he could at least do something he's a mutant with a decent power instead of talking to birds his power's horseshit can we just admit this his power's horseshit 
There's no... They've made... How worried were you when he started beating up Apocalypse? Like, I was is kind this of okay how with... it's gonna end? I was like, fine. Whatever at this... He's a god. They've made Quicksilver a god in this. Like, his power oh, is... that scene is great when Apocalypse finally... Because oh, at first I was really nervous. Him. Like, is this when, how it's gonna when end? When you see his eyes go back... And <laughs> yeah, that's cool. But and he just breaks his fight. He, like, oh, shatters his leg. Destroys his leg. is sweet, too. It's like, oh, thank God, no more Quicksilver scenes. But his power set is horrible shit now. There's no reason yeah. he's that fast. Like, that's literally... It's insane. It's, it's essentially to the point where he stopped. Like, it was crazy in the last one. In this one, it's like an explosion happens, and like a 15-minute scene goes by of him pulling people out of this building. It's a fun scene of like, oh, good, he's being a hero yeah. too in this one. But it's still like, there's no reason he's... like th- To be this, have the ability he could do That more lasted it than all of Batman versus Superman. Yeah, it was a pretty silly... That's also pretty. I, I hated that scene. Oh, if you only, really? I hate it. Was did you like the first one in uh, Days I of Future the first, Past? Yeah, I thought the first one was in the cool. kitchen. Even though okay. I thought it was bullshit, I was still like, "That's yeah. a cool scene." What did he have headphones? Yeah, in the seventies. Well, this one, it's still like, all right, you're trying to go back into that. Well, exactly, like same ex- sort of premise. Quicksilver in one scene goes super fast, all to a song. I was like, "Sweet Dreams" really isn't even the appropriate song, like "Time in a Bottle" was. But whatever, I'll yeah. get, I'll get beyond that. It's like. It's so long and gratuitous of his like, yeah. being saved, like how fast he can move the, to the point where I'm like, you, you've just stopped time. But it's also, it's, I forgot Havoc was dead. Havoc dies. Yeah. And then it's like, here's 15 minutes of silliness. And then he gets out of it and it's like, oh, Havoc's dead. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, they don't even have a... I guess because it would take away from the comedy of the scene to have a moment where you see, like, Havoc being incinerated. Like, oh! And you saw, like, Quicksilver run for him and just see, like, his brains Ooh. on fire. Like, yeah, <laughs> you don't want You know this. what? I guess I can see. I think yes. you're okay. It's it's just like, oh. Like, just like a pat on the back. Like, later. <laughs> I like the guy who's playing it. Like, I feel bad. Because back, back when Days of Future Past was coming out, I remember Shane all over him. Like, oh, the, the way he was shot. Yeah. yeah, I was like, he looked dorky. Like, I thought he was just going to be... I think Evan Peters, the guy who's playing him, did a good job with him, um, and I'm fi- I'm excited to see him. He's you know part of the X Men team at the end of this. Like, all right, go for it. But oh, those that scene was brutal to sit through. He does become almost like too powerful. Like when yeah. you're that quick, like no one can really. If he wanted, if he if he wanted to fight anyone else out there, he could have easily beaten them. Mm-hmm. Like no nobody could have. T- like if he wanted to have gotten to Magneto, if that force field wasn't there, he could have just easily run up and like even just. Not even kill him, a tranquil. I was scared for a split second that was how Apocalypse was going to be defeated. Because yeah. it's almost cartoonish, and like the it looks on his face as he's getting punched. Yeah. Like, if there were a Marvel movie, that probably would have been how it goes. Is he going to get Ronan the Accuser out of this movie? And Oh, but I'm, that leg break is so sweet. It's just like, that's enough of that. <laughs> uh, I also, it, it shouldn't have to even say this, but I'm not a fan of Sophie Turner as, as Jean Grey. Yeah, I told I, you that. Like, you weren't going to be blown away by her acting It's the same acting she has in Game of Thrones, which is very much like, I don't know, she just has like a, a cadence to her I'm and scared. like a tone to her voice that just always sounds so devoid of emotion. I'm mm. like, look, if I ever do a female Mr. Freeze, I feel you'd be perfect for him. <laughs> Everyone else, oof, oy vey. Especially after, who's the girl who played Jean Grey in the woman, I guess I should say, uh, in the first episode. Yeah, I mean, she's like 40-something. Uh, I've forget her name she was i feel i feel like she was good in that like yeah not I, it's not like oh uh robert downey jr is iron man i can't see anyone else playing that role yeah kind i of detest that, that character like, so much that i i don't even care i feel like i sh- 
I feel like she could be done right. Like, I feel like if you do her in the right way, she wouldn't be as insufferable as she is. I really don't like the idea of having to sit through another Dark Phoenix story. Oh, it's brutal. But, and I, I said this on Twitter, like, a lot of people are, are of the notion now that, like, I'm so tired of origin stories. I don't want to hear about Batman's parents being killed, yeah. Uncle Ben anymore, don't do them here. I'm in that exact same place. I don't ever want to see Weapon X ever again in yeah. any X-Men. I'm so I get tired it. Yeah, of the I definitely get storyline. Where I'm just like, I've, I've seen it, I feel like, a thousand times now. And it's never any more interesting than yeah. it was the first time. Stop doing it. Because we got Weapon X this time. Again. In a scene that definitely could have been cut. Or if not, in a definitely should have been I don't get it because didn't Mystique take Stryker's place at the end of Days of Future Past and she took him? I thought, but I thought... Or was, was that not... Or was that cut out of the movie and that was an extra? No, that was how the movie ended. Okay. With but, the eyes showing that it's but, Mystique? But I yeah. thought, at the same time, they are like, well, they can't not do that mm-hmm. because, like... He's got to get metal claws. Time paradox, too. You got to... He's got to become Wolverine. Like, yeah. it's not going to... I don't know. Maybe the... Ch- I don't know. I assume the next Wolverine movie would kind of explain it better, but I'm thinking even maybe because of her actions, the Weapon X experiment wasn't as brutal to him or something. I don't know, but Stryker's still there, so I don't, yeah. I don't know. I feel like there's another side story we didn't get that's just kind of like missing in it. Um, but I'm, I'm tired of that, and I feel like, yeah, the Dark Phoenix storyline gained that already. I mean, I guess that's what the next movie will be. But I don't know. The next movie seems to be building up Sinister will be in it. Um, who I like, and there has to be. I, I, I've heard this is the, this if was. You get, the if last you get a good character. actor, yeah. I, if you get someone good, to I mean, do they got they have Oscar they have, Isaac and Michael Fassbender's been in three of them. So. Yeah, you have, and it's also like the X Men Rogues Gallery is full of good people to pull yeah. from. Like, you might not always have a heavy hitter as big as Magneto or Apocalypse, but Sinister's up there. I mean, he's constant. It's well, the thing is that. They, it's kind of like Spider-Man's Road Gallery. Where it's Sinister like, loves going undercover. That'd be great if he was just like a student next yeah. semester and then like a third of the way into it. Like, I'm not really Dazzler Kaboom. <laughs> yeah, you thought I was Jubilee all along? Why do you still have the amazing tits? Like, <laughs> Well, I can shapeshift. What am I going to shapeshift into a fucking A cup? No. Uh, but, like, X-Men has like a, a Rogue's Gallery. It's pretty colorful and cool. Like, yeah. But it has top tier people as well, like mm-hmm. like a Venom kind of thing. Where you're like, these are the Doc Ock. There's certain name characters. recognition that you, if you do so many movies, you kind of have to. Because I would make the strong argument. It would take five movies to get to Apocalypse. Yeah, I, I would make the strong argument. I think Magneto is probably the best comic book villain. Like even above Joker, yeah. I love him just so much because he's he's. I like them both. The, the, crazy, by good, far my two favorite. Yeah, yeah, crazy big power set, but just like the complexity of that relationship too. The whole uh, not uh, uh, Auschwitz survivor. Someone told to me it. that uh, the best comparison is uh, Xavier is uh, Martin Luther, Luther King, King and he's more like Malcolm. Yeah, Xavier. I've heard that, and it's it's a great comparison, yeah. and I I love the dynamic between them, and I kind of again, and there I was wish... a respect between the two as well, even when they were on complete opposite yeah. sides. That's that's how it's always been. Yeah. Magneto never wants to just outright kill the X Men because he's like, I believe you guys too. I just have my way of doing things. Yeah. And I'm going to prove my ways right. Mm-hmm. I love that relationship they have between them. And he makes it like a great... That's why I think first and there's class... Se- there's several ultimate... Uh, there's one alternate universe where Xavier is killed fairly young. And of course the logical conclusion was, yeah, Magneto would start the X-Men then. Yeah. Without Xavier as that kind of foil to him, he would probably lean much more towards Xavier's principles. 
Yeah, and it's it's also in many storylines. I think even in the comics right now, Magneto has become an instructor for the X Men. I like believe that's the start of X Force. Yeah, is when Xavier's gone, he leads the X Men, and the originals are all like, "Fuck this guy with a stick." We're yeah, gonna start X Force. He's a real dickhead. Well, I think even uh, I feel like that even got done in the X Men Evolution cartoon show. I think they got to like the last season, and Magneto took over for the X Men for yeah. a little bit. And I like that. I, I think that's. I mean, it's the number one reason to never kill Magneto in yeah. the movie. Like he's he's such a great character. You do so much with. So I, I love him for that. And you've got one of like my top five favorite actors between the ages of like thirty and fifty. Oh, he's great. Like there's some there's some scenes of him again, and like in that forest, like screaming to God, where I'm like, oh, this isn't great. But I I blame that on like kind of the writing and decision making mm-hmm. more than anything else. I feel like Fastbender, because what would you say? Take Days of Future Past out of the equation. What's your favorite X Men movie? You know, I almost need to rewatch the first couple. It, it's, it's been a while since I've seen it. It's probably a toss-up between the first one and maybe First Class. I love First Class. First, first Class is very good. First Class is probably one of my favorite superhero movies, period. Counting all the Marvel movies, all the kick-ass. Like, any any superhero movie, I would definitely consider probably in my top five. Like, yeah. I love First Class. It's G, it was a G to reboot that franchise. And it's great, like, to really show that relationship between Xavier and Magneto. Like, mm. I thought they captured it perfectly oh, yeah. in that. Absolutely. So I feel like I, I wish there had been and you know, Days of Future Past was a great continuation of that. I would love one movie that had just been devoted to closing that relationship out. Mm-hmm. And you can keep Magneto around. You can still do essentially what you did with Apocalypse with him, but it's It is a little weird at the end of this one when Magneto and Xavier say goodbye and it's still like the Be well friend and it's like he killed a lot of people. He's still this done time. a lot. He's did a lot of bad things. There's been a lot of murders in this movie. I mean, when I he mean, you completely can't... redestructed Cairo and turned... I mean, someone had to have died in that. Yeah, I mean, he may not have killed all the guys in that fucking uh, factory, but he was going to had Magneto yeah. had uh, Bakov's not done it for him. Oh, which is such another great scene. So kind I guess... of a morbid power set, by the way, for uh uh, apocalypse, where it's just like I'll melt people into the walls, yeah. into the earth, and you'll oh, just, that you'll just see like hands and legs hanging out. Doesn't that seem terrifying? Though? Yeah, like, that's a bad weird. way. I'd rather be eaten alive than that. I don't know like what that one, is. Like the one dude just in that get, scene with Storm, like five of them just get their heads decapitated, and then the one dude's like, oh, "I'm just gonna be melted into the wall to, I guess, slowly suffocate. I don't or know. starve. I don't Go know. How insane. I die. What happens next? Yeah. What What's happening? Is my brain am, part? Am I, am I part of the wall now, or what's happening? Is Can like I get my out? Brain half cement. Yeah, yeah and that's, I was like, oh, that's so brutal. Yeah. What did you think of Apocalypse? Um, parts of him I liked, parts of him I didn't like. I I liked some of the scenes with his powers. I liked, you know, moments of him. It, Apocalypse, and I've heard other people kind of say this too, it's tough to understand exactly what he wants. Like, it's not like, it's not like Magneto in the same way where he wants mutants to be on top. I guess his whole thing is like survival of the fittest, but it's tough to tell if he actually cares about other mutants or not. I think he does to a point, but... Because he definitely abandons Angel pretty quick. And, the, oh, and, I, and I was like, at the same moment, I was like, well, this is what you get when you've made one of your four horsemen a dude who's like, I have wings! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> wow. here's, here's the thing is, Magneto thinks mutants should lead, humans should, should serve. Apocalypse thinks only the strong should serve, and nothing disgusts him more than weak mutants. Like, oh, I can change the radio station with my brain. And they're like, you should just fucking die yeah. immediately. Why the fuck did you even get a mutant? What armor? a waste of mutant genes yeah. you are. So the like weak mutants did discuss him. Which again takes you back to the point when he's like when Sidewalk takes him in there and he's like, This should be our fourth, like or a third. And he's like Does he do something beyond the wings? Yeah. 
Is he shoot fire? At like, some point, if or? it weren't a movie, like the, the comic book apocalypse would have been like, you know what? Maybe I need to spend a little more time hammering out my horsemen. Yeah, I really <laughs> feel like I should be making better picks here. No need to rush. I this. start off pretty strong. Storm, that's a great one. Controls all weather. That's very powerful. First person I run into. Cyborg, that's cool. Um. All right. I guess I can see the danger in this. This could be like you could be my assassin. Okay, yeah. I get it. Angel. Mm, mm, this was yeah. definitely a weak pick on my part. Yeah, I'm not gonna. Magneto. So. I definitely could have. Sp- <coughs> I definitely should have shown up there and been like, okay. So could you show me someone else? You know, mm-hmm. any other mutants that are pretty good? No, we'll write it down. Definitely, Angel. I'll put it. See, yeah. Angel. Maybe. I'm gonna. I'm gonna keep you right here. I'm gonna. I'm gonna call you. Don't call me. I'll call you. Yeah. <laughs> Don't ever call me. Never call me. Um, but the one thing I did not like at all, I don't understand why they gave him like the auto-tune voice when he gets angry. Oh, yeah. That was really distracting. Because mm-hmm. it's even tough to kind of hear him at points, too. And it's not even like a funny kind of voice, like a, the Mandarin or the Bane. It's just like, Rrr! it's like little John's talking to us at some points. Yeah. Like, ooh. But some of his speeches were pretty cool. Um, oh, he's got a lot in there. It's, it's definitely reminiscent of uh, Ben Kingsley in Iron Man 3. Where there's way more of those than you thought. But I thought his best one, like Ben Kingsley's best one's in the trailer and the rest are all kind of... Yeah. I thought Apocalypse had a few great ones. He has a, a few cool lines, too. I do like the lines that can call to Dita Bigger House. Again, a line would have been so much cooler if he didn't have the fucking autotune going on that. But that line, fuck, that scene is phenomenal. Because it's um, such a douchey Xavier, like take this, hiya, raise the roof, other 90s I think we're gonna shit. Get so over the, t- over the place. But that is a stupid <laughs> scene when he's like, Oh, I can in his mind. You're going to forget. Thank you for letting me in. Yeah. And he like takes him into like his te- you know tele psycho tele whatever you call it, like telekinetic world or whatever. Which he controls, but still just looks and like his like, living room. Yeah, he's like made in, like his room, and he's like, now you're the one who's going to pay, and just starts boxing him. Old timey like, boxing. Yeah. I'm just like, this is fucking ridiculous. What is, you know he's like has telepathic powers of some variety too. Yeah. You didn't think he could combat you here. Um. And I wish they had given him more powers out of the world. Because it's such a cool moment when you see him get big. Which I wish they'd given him... I don't him know why you don't do that. In the, in the actual world. real world. Like, yeah. have him get huge and big. Like, that would have been terrible. It was terrifying, the, like, the dream world. I think the they were worried world. maybe it'd be too cartoony. But I 100% agree it should have been. It's such an awesome scene, though. Yeah. Like, because one of the big, bigger issues I have with him is that... You know, Oscar Isaac's not a big guy. He's five ten. Like he's or not five, nine. a physically imposing looking person. Like no. he still they looks put him in stilts straight. to make him six foot, just yeah. so he'd be taller than the other horsemen. Psylocke, essentially, yeah. yeah. So because she is in like heels too. So I, I get why, like some of the stuff he does looks cool, but I'd be like, I just wanted to also look physically imposing. Yeah, he should. Like he looks kind of tiny. Not like I'm the. You know, he doesn't look like Nightcrawler shriveled or anything, but it's just like. I don't know, I want, I want a physical, I want him to look like a Thanos kind of thing. Like, a thing who just looks physically like, ooh, yeah. this is big. Or even just a Thor. Like, something that just looks like, yeah. this is going to be tough. I, it's something that would have made Quicksilver think twice before we just start, like, beating the shit out of it's him. It's probably one of the most universally agreed upon things. His look is not great. Yeah, I, I would have I gone something better for that. Could have been a little bit more CGI'd. And um, if they had had more I time to kind of develop him, too, been nice. Like, more time to, like, if, again... Less time on the horseman and more time on him, I think, would have been kind of nice. Wouldn't naturally, if you, like, oh, I've been asleep for a thousand years, maybe I should at least spend a couple weeks figuring out what's going on. Yeah. They have TVs and boxes and shit that show world, images from around the world. You know what? Why don't I soak some of this in? Yeah. I mean, I guess he does. In he that. does. He literally grabs the television, I guess, connects with the satellites and absorbs Learns all, everything all he needs to, including and English. And... 
Which, which I mean, kind of cool that he has sense, that power, but one of Apocalypse's more significant powers in the comic books is technokinesis. I thought that was something he got from the aliens. Yeah, but it's still like I guess that was their callback to that. Yeah. It's still being able to control and receive signals through technology and understand culture that quickly. Um, it, it, he was good. He was he wasn't great. Like I, I definitely kind of left it being like I feel like they could have not. A, it wasn't a waste of apocalypse, but it was definitely like I, I feel like he could have done more with them. And maybe he'll come back later, like Oscar Isaac. I feel yeah. like's not like a name who's gonna be like I'm only in one movie and I'm done. And they, I did, he wasn't thrilled about the amount of prosthetics he was in. I can understand that. I, I also did kinda, you catch the one scene where I think he's either talking to Magneto or Xavier, and it's like a waist up shot, and he's moving his arms around a lot, like very descriptively, and it's obvious like the arms are way too short for the rest of the body. Like, yeah, I mean, I probably wasn't paying enough attention in that moment to see it. Well, I'm hoping maybe most people did. And it's just something I... Because I thought it was, like, cartoonish. It's like, oh, it, you're clearly on stilts. Yeah. I, I mean, I could, I could understand that, too. But he uh, said he, like, in between sets, he would just run into, like, a room filled with fans, like, in between shooting. And you know what? To well, be, it was in Egypt, to, to be, be To be completely honest, too, I feel like it's kind of like the Hulk and, like, Thanos, too, where it's just like, I don't think you could put prosthetics on this person and make it look the way they should this is someone who probably should just be CGI the entire time I would agree and maybe trim down on some of the CGI budget you have and the rest of the things around it I don't think we needed like eight scenes of the world being destroyed I'm shocked that movie was as cheap as it I mean it was still an expensive movie was not spot on all the way through there's definitely a couple scenes where you're like oh you felt that way yeah like the scenes when like trailers are going off of ships and being destroyed and things like that like I'm like Look, I understand. You know, you probably don't notice great CGI more than you pick out uh, can pick out bad CGI. But it's still like I feel like we didn't need these scenes. Mm-hmm. Like I get it, he's strong. Him destroying Cairo's enough to be like, holy shit! Like I didn't need to see him destroying the entire world along yeah. with it. So I, I don't think he was. His goal was to kill as many people as possible under the assumption the strong would live. And he tried to send that message out through Xavier. That's and Xavier. like, and I like that scene too, where Xavier which is, is like, like, I'm giving you this this world to you, the strong. Yeah, and I, I like that scene too, where Xavier then at the end's like, so Help protect, yeah, yeah. So like, all of you who are strong, use that power to protect the weak. Like it's a very Xavier moment yeah. too, and I like that. Um, so he he's, followed by him swiftly getting his ass kicked in the psychic yeah. astral, which I was surprised. I thought they'd make that a little bit more even. There was, there was parts Because Apocalypse isn't supposed to be that powerful. There are parts to the conclusion I absolutely loved. Like, the the moment where Magneto betrays him and lays down two enormous steel beams to protect him in the symbol of an X2. It's yeah. a very subtle way to being like the X-Men are doing this. Yeah. And then them all coming together to try to stop him. I was like, this is great. Yeah. And then it's like, Xavier, like, I'm gonna old-timey Palooka box you back yeah. in... The mental realm. It's but he like, gets his comeuppance like, immediately. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, well, this, we could have definitely done without this. And I kind of like the moment, too, where... Oh, yeah, like, the house is on fire. Where, the moment where he's like, the... Don't go I there. I won't lose, be- or you're going to lose because you're alone, and I'm not. And yeah, like the that's door, terrible. I like that, actually. Oh, I really? like the doors open and Gene comes out. I was like, okay. Like, I like that moment of the reason the X-Men are strong is because they're forced together. And I thought that was kind of cool. It's just like, all right, I have to watch Sophia Turner try to act like she's a badass. Yeah. Once again, that scene comes back to bad horsemen. You know, if he'd had the horsemen he had at the beginning, he wouldn't have been in such dire straits. Yeah, and like, if it had been a struggle for the X-Men to overcome those level mutants and then together they all are able to finally manage to, like, bring him down as one, I'd be like, that would have been fucking tits and a great way to end it. 
Except Quicksilver. He's like, yeah, I'm not going to be running. Yeah, he's like, this isn't going to... Yeah, I, I did my part. I did punched you? him like six times, and then, oof, it's, things got rough. <laughs> Shockingly, when I can't run, I'm pretty much working. I'm going to call this a checkmate. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I, I liked a lot of what they did. What did you feel? Because I feel this is a very important question. How did you feel about Nightcrawler? Um... Because you had told me before you thought he was like a goofy comic relief, and I was like, I don't remember. I don't he is definitely the goofier comic relief. He's a lot. He's a lot closer to what I know of the comic version from the comics I've read of him, where he's a lot more like uh, mincy, like a lot more like screamy kind of. Like I'll when say, something happens, he's like, "Eeeh!" The hair was a big bummer for me. Yeah, there's like a the, lot of hipster hair. In like this. the like Angel lead. almost has my haircut, but like with <laughs> curls at the top. Yeah, like, and even it's after, cool, I guess, but. In, oh, even in after Apocalypse trans like mutes him into like the more powerful version, like which is just giving him like the weird things on his cheek. <laughs> it's like wouldn't you get rid of that poofy hairdo? If it... You know what's crazy? He has a more sensible haircut before that because he has the curls all over. It's after he joins Apocalypse, he's like, "Well, turn this into a sweet curly mohawk." Like, yeah. I yeah, mean, it's kind of like I, I could understand it too if it were today's society. This is supposed to be the eighties. No one wore that in the eighties. No. I guess maybe punk bands did, and maybe that's where he got it from, but he's just being metalhead. I mean, the best No thing... self-respecting metalhead in the 80s, I think. No, I think absolutely not. See, the, nobody... The thing this movie didn't have that X-Men 2 had was that first five minutes in the White House with yeah. Nightcrawler just teleporting everywhere. There wasn't that scene in this movie. I mean, he helps everybody, he teleports a lot. But then. I think that's cool, though, like... Even that scene in X2... He's a pacifist, because he's a Christian and a monk. The only reason but this one, he's just kind of like, oh, I'm scared of the fighting. Well, even in the first one, that scene was him being controlled, wasn't it? Uh-huh. Like, that wasn't him doing it of his own volition. So I like that they showed him using... But he had powers. the ability. Like, if someone te- if someone all of a sudden, like, took control of me, guess what? I'm not doing that. Like, even if you give me teleportation powers, I'm not jumping over anybody that's taller than a foot and a half. Yeah. Well, I think if they had given him, like, a cool, like, a full fight against, you know, in this it was Angel, out of yet someone cooler, but a yeah. cool fight like that, even if it's him not and even the fight he to, lost. But yeah. <laughs> well, he managed to get him in that cage yeah. somehow, and then that was pretty cool. But I just mean, like, a sense of... And why he had, couldn't teleport past electronic wires seems kind of weird. Yeah, I wasn't entirely clear on, like, what was preventing people from... Angel, I get that. The, your big downfall, you've got highly flammable wings. I get that. Yeah, I guess it was supposed to be if you touch... Because it's not like a dampening field. They like no. can stop their powers. Just like teleport to the outside of the cage, stupid. And, but then he can't handle that. And that's like the first scene. When they mention the same thing and when they when they teleport into that cage and then it closes... When he's when they're on the helicopter, they're like, "This stops all of our powers." Mm-hmm. So I guess they must have some technology. Then I guess Sentinel technology left over. Oh, uh, probably from Trasks. Yeah. But I still liked what they did with Nightcrawler. It's a different take on the character a little bit, but I think they still got some cool parts with him. There's just not a lot of him. Again, no. it could have definitely developed him a lot more because it definitely at points felt like I'm really on the team, so you guys can get places really quickly. Once again, the argument for another movie between these. Yeah, two. absolutely. Uh, but I still thought he got cool scenes within this. Like, again, I thought it was awesome, the scene where he just teleports around and saves everybody yeah. right before they're about to get killed in cool moments like that. I, that was tense. Yeah. Um, so I, as a whole, I, I liked the movie a lot. I I think the X-Men franchise can keep going strong and keep going forward. They have a lot of stuff to keep going on. His box office numbers were a little disappointing. 
Yeah, it's just understandable. I, I, I absolutely understand people who said they don't like the movie. When people are like, ex-meh, which is mm. a pretty common term I've heard thrown yeah. about this one. Um, I get why people feel that way about it. Uh, I still feel that it was a better movie than... I think this... If you compare it to Days of Future Past and First Class, it sucks. Which, I guess, is somewhat ironic of them saying that in the movie they go see... Return of the Jedi. Yeah, I didn't like that scene either. Like, are you laughing at me for paying for a ticket to see I'd this? I'd like, it'd been a funnier thing if you made a better movie. Like, if it's really kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy now. Yeah. Like, it, it, when it, when you stack it up against those two and you consider it like the Days of Future Past or the new trilogy, whatever you want to call it, it's the weakest one of those. But if you compare it to the old movies, like, I think it was probably about on the same par as like the first one, which I think is the best of those. It's strong. It's, it's better than I... Thought because I, I was nervous going into it. Definitely, yeah. I, I was a big yeah, I was concerned about it. A lot of people were like, "Just a big CGI mess at the end," and very confusing. I was like, "It's not that." And there's still cool moments with. The I music. wouldn't say it's confusing at all. It's needlessly too many storylines. Definitely, yeah. It, I think the confusion definitely comes in when you jump from story to story so frequently. But I've heard so many people in like the past weeks talk about like, "Man, you know, X Two was a great movie." I was like. I don't remember it being that great. I, I don't remember. remember. You know, there's cool moments in it, but like again, it's like a Weapon X movie that like ends. There's almost the... no new mutants introduced outside of Lady Deathstrike. Yeah, I was like, and it's like an... who was clamoring for that? Your antagonist is Striker. Like I don't remember yeah. it being that cool of a movie. Like considering like the first one ends with this big awesome like super battle on top of the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, I was like, and then we go into this where it's like I don't know, like not. It's like just... I I'll can't have to stand Weapon X so yeah. much. I don't remember liking the second one that much. I remember liking it enough, but like... I thought it was for, okay. For people to say it's the best, or even one of the yeah. best, I'd be like, I don't remember that all. Yeah, so I, I think all these new ones... I would say Apocalypse definitely is better than two, and like is on probably around that same level as one. I'd have to watch one again. But yeah. I remember one being like a fun, cool movie, and I yeah. think this is on that same par, just a little bit too much at once. I forget. Yeah, and you can tell they kind of ran out of money by the end of the first one, that... Because that fight scene, like at the end, is not not very well choreographed. It's it's just like you can tell, like people. It was also an infant nature this, superhero movie. Yes, this is before fucking Iron Man. There's this is no before Marvel, Spi- there's no Marvel. Before Tobey Maguire Spider Man. This is like when people was still it before the Spider Man. Yeah, I looked it up the other 2000, day. Two thousand, I guess, was the first. And Spider Man was like X-Men. a year or two later. Yeah, Spider Man I know was after two thousand one. I think it was like late. Must have been yeah, because like that god awful nine eleven. Yeah, like if you mess with one New Yorker, you mess with all of us. Oh, yeah, it's true for like a week. <laughs> unless you're Middle Eastern, then it's yeah. Not unless true you're at all. a person of color, then, <laughs> then a lot of people still be throwing trash at you. <laughs> like I've got Spider Man down. Get him. This black Spider Man. But yeah, X Men's the first after you know, like if, from the boom of like the old Bat for like the Michael Keaton Batman's. You know, if you're not counting what a fucking Daredevil and Daredevil was after this, wasn't it? It wasn't Daredevil it was, after Spider-Man, I thought. Because it had to have been after Marvel Soul. What am I thinking of? There was, like, what are, if, you're not, if you don't count, like, Blade. Yeah, I think maybe Blade was between them. It was around that time. But it was definitely the start of when they had started making superhero movies again. Mm. I think Spider-Man was what really kicked it off into that genre. Still kind of Batman. upset they're going back to, like, the, cla- the black costumes. 
Well, that's the cool thing is at the end you get to see them in the color costume. I saw Mystique. Were they all in them? Yeah, they're all color. Oh, okay. It's I must... actually, I love the designs they have. I must you not actually, have been paying attention. Because Cyclops actually has about as close as you can get to like the old 90s outfit. Like really? He has, he has the yellow bandoliers that go across the I don't the know chest. how I missed that, though. It's blue. Yeah, I can, I was kind of distracted by hers. I was like, oh, that's sort of Mystique's. Yeah, it's close enough to hers. But Jean Grey had colors. Um, well, Jean Grey's was such a weird outfit to begin. It's like, oh, it's peach colored, but then it's black well, at some it's point. Well, it's not like that. It's, it's like like a like, black bikini on top of a peach loincloth. It's not like the 90s co- costume for her. Okay. Hers is um, closer to, I guess, what maybe the comic book version of her has. Like, like the Power Girl one. But like Nightcrawler has, it's not like the leotard, but it's still like the red side. On the black? With the Ooh. black. Nike, uh, Quicksilver has a costume. I'm trying to load up and get an image of it mm. um, relatively quickly. But they do end with the way of being like, Look, they only had the black at that time because they were using... Because nobody suit. would stand for well, they were also wacky using, yellow. They well, that, yeah, in the, in the originals, that's why. But in this movie, they're all wearing black just because they, they're grabbing these costumes oh. from... Weapon and they X. haven't been X-Men in... Yeah, yeah. It, well, they're grabbing it from the Weapon X facility. They're not oh, costumes, that's right, that's they're, right. They're flight suits. Because there hasn't been an active X-Men team. Yeah, so at the end of it, they're in colored costumes. For 10 like, years. That's cool. Like, that's absolutely what I want to see. Because, mm-hmm. you know, again, the originals, they went black leather because it was like superhero movies are kind of new. Yeah. People aren't going to stand for like... The Matrix is cool. And shit yeah. like that. So it's cool to see him with this. Oh, this internet just blows. Uh, X Men Apocalypse costumes. Penis. Because I have sloppy, big wiener. Sweaty, girthy. Oh, did that not even. Did you not even take Google? Oh, come on. You're killing me here, Google. Right, I'm a fan for a moment on, on some other topic. I'll pull up these images for you. I do, uh, I was going to kick around. Do you think since we don't do the Oons song, we should get like some kind of intro music so it just doesn't drop right into the podcast? Something maybe just like oh, five man. or ten seconds? I feel like nowadays, originally I wanted to do the Buckaroo Bonsai theme. I was like, who's going to That'd be care? sweet. But now they're making, they're, did you hear about this? They're bringing Buckaroo Bonsai back. I saw that link you yeah. yeah, like Kevin Smith's going to be. Get like spearheading that for I don't know who's doing it. Some network's going to be or they're shopping it around right now to see who will get it. I still I thought you could use up to like ten or fifteen seconds before you're. I don't think I could. I don't think we could do that though. Every week the same song. I feel like eventually, especially if it starts gaining the popularity. I, I think we could. I, I have some people I know who I think I can t- uh, try to get. Um, How many listeners do we have? Uh, it changes week to week. It's, What's an average? Okay. Well, I'm like, let's not. Let's not. I'm like, we could throw a contest out there to see if a listener can come up with a song. But if we don't have anyone listening, and the only thing it's like, like, well, I guess we have to use that. (laughs) Sean, drunk and stoned out of his mind, like, I'm like, that's the only submission we got, Mike. Well, I guess it wins by default. Way to go, Shawnee boy. Uh, Okay, here's a good shot of it. Um, Pull it up. It's still like it's not as vibrant colors, but you can see. Uh, like he's got the the silver going on. Okay. That, that is like a darker blue, but you see like the bandolier with some yellow okay. on it. Yeah, yeah, Cyclops, yeah. the red kind of in black in the middle for Nightcrawler. Storm okay. She, I mean, it's not the white yeah. I don't know why. Storm, I just wasn't. I guess I just wasn't paying blue. attention. And then hers is like a dark blue with yellow to kind of I think go to what like that original uh, blue and yellow they kind of had. So they do add some colors to them, which I like a lot. So. And we finally got a bald Xavier. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I guess that reveal wasn't crazy to get to, yeah. but. So, final thought, um, I think X-Men Apocalypse is worth seeing, especially if you're an X-Men fan, um, but in a year that had Civil War in it, 
it's going to be tough to kind of like it's not as great I think as Civil War is all the way through but I still definitely enjoyed it and I'd recommend seeing it. I'd give it like you like a 7 out of 10 it's a fine continuation of the franchise but not as good as Civil War but I I would agree I I like it a lot if you're an X-Men fan I absolutely recommend seeing it and if you're a comic book fan, I would still recommend seeing it. Just see something that's outside of the Marvel spectrum. The best way I can compare it is it's the X3 of this trilogy, but in the same way, this trilogy was so much better than the original that that mm. step down in quality isn't as, like, isn't as damn-y. Yeah. Like, it doesn't end the franchise the same way. And it doesn't kill off a bunch of characters where are like, what are you going to do now? Like Everyone's still mostly out there. Yeah. You, don't, you don't have Angel to play with anymore, I guess, and you don't have it's Havoc. It's a bit of a bummer. Like, give a fuck about fucking Havoc. I know, but so much... They of, tried to make him such a big doesn't deal. Doesn't it make it a little bit sadder watching First Class? Like, Oh yeah, knowing that that entire X-Men team's dead except for Beast and Mystique. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, fine movie. Um, probably, I guess, should change the topic onto something else. This isn't 70 straight minutes of... Uh, X-Men talk. Um, something I did see, though, that got me kind of interested. Uh, there was news that uh, Nintendo is going to be self... going to try, rather, to self-produce their own movies. Um, hmm. I'm sure they're looking for financing from it, and there was a rumor at one point that Disney might even be interested in helping that, which would be fucking tits, but can you imagine like a Nintendo Zelda. franchise of movies? Yeah. Like a Zelda franchise of movies. Zelda's the easiest one because you're like, there's a plot there. There's, yeah, there's more to it. For, I don't know what like, to do for a Mario. Does movie. anyone really want to see it? Is it? Um, I think it'd be kind of. I guess if you Zelda. do like a Pixar-y kind of kids one. Yeah, well, for like, Mario animated, then fine. I've heard some people actually say they're like, look, Angry Birds. Despite the fact like the notion of that movie is infuriating, it's not a bad movie. Oh, like, really? I've heard once the pigs have to get involved, it becomes a lot less enjoyable because it has to tie to the like the plot of that game. Yeah. It gets like a lot stupider. But I've heard like people say like the first half of the movie, people were like, I liked this. Like this was a decent, funny movie. Hmm. And that was another I don't I forget who made that, but it was another group that essentially were like, We're gonna self produce our own movies yeah. and just look for financing. So I think, like, if Nintendo's doing that, they're like, look, we'll keep all the creative decisions within ours. We're not going to try to make yeah. this, like, the old Super Mario Brothers movie where it's like, they're Goombas. Like, really? They're just eight-foot-tall dudes with yeah. tiny heads? Yeah. Like, yeah, they're the Goombas. Everybody jump, get on the floor. <laughs> I think that's sweet. Yeah. yeah. If but you... it's the same thing. Like, for Mario, yeah, I think you could do a kid's one. Zelda, you could almost do, like, an adult one or something. Maybe well, like a, a yeah, more tweener or yeah, whatever. Something like that. You could definitely... Because it has cool aesthetics and things you like that. You can make that, that like, a 16-year-old dude and just be like, hey, this is, like, the new Mocking J or whatever the fuck. Oh, yeah. You could definitely do something like that. Uh, Samus, Metroid would be an awesome movie. Space mm-hmm. Hunter, you could definitely do something with that. Uh, you could even do a Pokemon Does movie. Does really need Star Fox? Star Fox could be cool. Why don't you? Let's make that like the Ant-Man. Like if, yeah, if Mario makes a working. ton of money, then fine. Who do you lead with? Do you lead with Mario? I might be tempted to lead with Zelda because I think that's... I think leading with Zelda is the, more, like, the best financial success. Yeah. Or, sorry, not best financial. It's the best Fiscal. creative success. Oh. Leading with Mario is probably the best financial. Because everyone fucking... Like, it's 
it's ubiquitous. Everyone knows Super Mario Brothers. Not imagine Mario, Mario talking for like long periods of that's time. That's the though. thing. Like, I, that's why I'd say creatively, the best decisions to go with Zelda. Yeah, I don't think that's the same with Mario. There's not a whole like there's a universe to play with, but there's not like, like would he have the same? What? I thought like it's hard to imagine him with that high pitched voice talking for like sentences at a time. I think the same dude has been voicing <coughs> Mario in every game since like sixty four or something like that. Yeah. Essentially, since he started talking. I'd be basically. so fucking infuriated if I was that guy, and they're like, "We're gonna do a Mario movie, but we're gonna we're gonna get Ben to Cumberbatch to do the voice." Like, what the fuck? I've been the voice of Mario forever. And we're gonna get the and he's the, such a cool dude. This is the guy from Guardians of the Galaxy and oh, Lego Bradley movie. Cooper. Yeah. No. Oh, uh, Vin Diesel. No, and Lego Movie. Oh, Chris uh, Pratt. Like, yeah, we're just gonna. Oh yeah. We feel like he's not working enough right now. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't have enough franchises under his belt. Like, I thought he was supposed to be the new Indiana Jones too. <laughs> This is ridiculous. How many fucking franchise? Jurassic Park? This dude's everything. <laughs> uh, there's... I'm trying to think whatever cool Nintendo franchise they... I'm skeptical on if they could do a Pokemon movie because the Pokemon franchise already has movies from the anime that's still going on. So I guess that... Maybe it's in its I own guess you could do one actually made by an American company so it has its own feel to it. That'd be kind of cool, but I don't Instead know... Instead of the you... recycled anime ones that we've had. Yeah, but it's so tough to think about what... What can you do for a plot in a Pokemon movie that isn't just the same thing that the anime is? I'd say start from... You had to start at the originals. You had to start... Oh, really? I'd say skip Ash. Well, I mean, you had to start with the original... But you had to start with, like, the original 150 generation of Pokemon. Like, you can't just be like, all right, we're jumping into Pokemon, there's 700 plus of them. Legendary dogs. Yeah, I'm like, I can't do this. Like, there's so many. I'd start with that, but, like, I don't know what you... Because that game didn't have plot. Beyond Team Rocket's bad stuff, yeah. and that's something that the anime, the manga, like all that's been covered already. So it's almost like if you try to do that again, you're like, why not just? I mean, you had an anime. Movie. I would say give somebody an absolute new crack at it. Like, don't bring any people from the cartoons or the yeah, franchise. Like that's it's one that I'm like that be another huge fiscal success because Pokemon is absurdly huge. Like they're still about, yes, absurdly no. huge. Not just even in Japan too. It's still big here. Like. um they're about to release the new next generation of games. They just announced them. And, like, they showed the new starters, and people are going crazy about that. Really? But yeah. It's, it's a whole community. Huge. I don't really know about it. Yeah, no, they're huge. It's actually a pretty cool commercial in Japan that they did for it that showed, like, it's a mother We're and her starring child. Starring Mankey. Yeah, starring Mankey. Yeah. Uh, it's a mother and her kid. And the kid's, like, moving to a new school in, like, Hawaii is where it is, because that's what kind of, like, the theme for the new games are going to be taking place in a Hawaii-like environment. Mm -hmm. So it's this kid moving there, doesn't know anybody, he's Japanese, can't really talk to any of them, but then a new Pokemon game comes out, he picks it up, and sees, like, two other kids from his class have picked it up, and he just walks over and starts trading Pokemon with them, and that's how it connects and makes friends with them. I'm like, yeah, I can kind of see it. I like Pokemon just a, like, a common language for kids yeah. at this point. So I could see fiscally it'd be a huge thing to go with, though. I'm just like, I don't know what you do for that kind of movie. But it feels like you can't, like, there's so few, you can't make a That's another movie. one I'd keep on the back nine. But not... it's such a huge one, you can't not do it at some point. Like, if, if, if Zelda's a success, and Metroid is, and Mario, you're like, alright, we can't just keep beating around the bush, we gotta do this Pokemon one. I'd go Zelda first. Because you can't, like, be like, alright, Captain Falcon's movie. Mario Kid movie, Samus. If all of those are at least fairly lucrative, then I'm like, yeah, fuck it. Let's trot Pokemon out there, and if that thing makes money, then it's you know the Duck Hunt movie or whatever. Like whatever you like, your crazy one. You're like, Dude. do you? All right, let's say Nintendo. Let's say all these movies thus far have been a success. Maybe the boxing one too. That could be like Punch a CGI out. kid movie. 
And that's the cool thing is there's different genres. So again, like the kind of Marvel franchise now where they're like, look, this is a superhero movie, but it's a space opera too, or this yeah. is a heist movie. They're like, look, you know, this is a sports movie. This is, you know, a fantasy Zelda yeah. movie, space hunter, Samus movie. Do you build it on the Smash Brothers movie where you just somehow combine all of them together in some goofy Oh, that would be the end goal, yeah. Where you, you, like if you, you get four in a row that make money, to make the Avengers essentially. Yeah, if you get four in a row that make money, then it's like all right, fine. Although there's not what Master Glove, I guess Master Hand. I you mean, might yeah. have to create like a real villain. You might player. actually, uh, yeah, you have to like unite because they did actually start trying to try to add story in the Smash Brothers universe. I forget the last, I think not the one we have, but the one on the Wii Brawl actually had like a story mode to it. Oh really? That didn't just that wasn't just like stop mastering. I we think that's uh, how it ended, but. They had the villains of those respective universes, like bosses in the game that people oh, had to fight, okay. things like that. I should show you some of the clips at some point. Like it's a Kingdom cool. Hearts kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, a little bit like that. I think that would be pretty tits. Like, part of me is like, is it just nerd wish fulfillment on my end? But I guess yeah, I that's mean, the age we're whatever. in is nerd wish fulfillment. If you've got the Mario movie and the Link movie, then yeah, just have Ganondorf and Bowser team up, and like that's what they have to get together. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know, maybe throw King DD in that. Like, that's the one I'm like, do they try a Kirby movie? We have those two. Do I give really a fuck about a Kirby movie? Oh, Kirby movie, that's another one then. Like, I was just like, oh. That's, a, yeah, that's my Doctor Strange. Like, well, I've made 20 that have made yeah. money. This one has, I mean, they're all going to keep making money at this point. What am I going to not keep making money? <laughs> Can you imagine, though, then, a lot of hypotheticals here. Disney Ice Climbers <laughs> yeah, Ice Climbers movie that is just them constantly climbing up the screen two separate movies <laughs> yeah well, and then they unite together for the third um, but maybe the fourth Disney like helps back them in this or whatever and like buys them could you imagine a world where Disney would then own Star Wars Marvel Pixar Nintendo where was the joke before but now they literally own my childhood yeah I was like <laughs> they literally own essentially every young boy that ever lives yeah. like they'd have something for everyone that'd be amazing or awful I don't know yeah I, I love their benevolence now so much scary Yeah, one dude eventually like the new Disney president's like we're just gonna take over the country now like yeah. ah shit they have enough money to fund the biggest army the world's ever seen they bought the entire Unsullied army hey, they didn't you, even need to use Draconis they had enough money hey if you want to see the new Avengers put this shock collar on I'm like, like okay <laughs> oh it's so sweet though now build this pyramid I'm like alright but you're promising me that we're going to get to a Inhumans movie soon, right? They're like, absolutely. I'm like, ah, all right. I'll okay, listen. well, that's good. That's very tits. I can't wait for this. I'm not excited about the Captain Britain movie, but we'll see. What a weird move of them to lie to you after they put in the color. Yeah. <laughs> like, why even bother? I'm still going to see the movie. You're still yeah. getting my money. I'm assuming when I'm not building the pyramids, I'm still going to regular work, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it'd be pretty sweet. I would agree. Anything you want to bring up there? Uh, no. I think we're good. You want to tie it off? Rest in peace, Muhammad Ali. Yeah. It's a cool. shame. Forever be remembered. The champ is here. Let's go play a boxing game and it's just me like Muhammad Ali. and just like, headbutt, headbutt, crotch shot, crotch shot, bite, bite. Tyson had the best line. God picked his champion today. It's a very poignant line to end on. From a rapist. That's the best line to end on. <laughs>